Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And welcome back to Guys of a Certain Age. We're in the studio with Jay Reed. And I'm Art Shirley. And once again, not with us is Robbie Koblenz. Uh Robbie's had some uh, some uh, things he had to do today, so he's not going to be here with us, which gives uh, Jay and I a chance to uh, to talk about things we want to talk about. Right. Change. No. <laughs> I believe Robbie's, uh, we, you know, we won't spoil the, the topic, but I believe his words were, I will not watch that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. That's right. So we're going to be doing a review of a movie that Jay and I have watched. And it's not actually a musical you know no, it's, actually, know. it's actually in a, it's a genre picture that was my backup one that, subject for today it's <laughs> no, what musical have but we it's seen? one Robbie doesn't want to uh, to watch or talk about or he, probably even listen to this uh, episode he said so you know mm-hmm. he'll be uh, you know among the, those that are not informed uh, but hopefully you faithful and loyal listeners will be after this is over with we'll see how you doing Jay I'm doing pretty good I'm just kind of gearing up for the uh, the impending cold weather yes that yes Mississippi we this, rarely we Got, experiences. We've got uh, a winter blast coming our way. Uh, I think this is this is Friday. Or this is Friday, and the winter blast is coming Monday, Monday maybe Sunday night. Theoretically, Monday. Yeah. There's uh, there's a picture of a snowflake on yeah. my weather app, and yeah. then there's no low temperature with a two in front of it. There's all yeah, ones. That's right. Uh, for the next week, and we understand you people listening in in colder climes go, oh, you people don't know what you're talking about. But uh, it's, it's it's news for us, and we're we're kind of we're kind of, I think, looking forward to it or with, maybe with a little trepidation because there's supposed to be some wind and things involved with it as well. Yeah, I think the wind, the wind I found out today, I, every now and then there's a there's a place in my house where I can hear if there's like a faucet running outside. Mm-hmm. And I got home today, this morning, and I, I heard this little hiss. I'm like, OK, well, it could be the commode, but uh-huh. it could be something else. And I waited and waited and didn't go away. So I went outside. And this is the second time this has happened. A fence post that I have leaning up against my uh, just against the side of the house uh-huh. fell and hit the faucet and turned it on. Oh, my gosh. And it's the second time that it's happened. you think I'd learn my lesson and yeah. move the fence post. But I had just put, just bought brand new faucet covers for the impending uh-huh. cold weather yeah. and put it on a few nights ago. And now and it's it's shattered and oh, man. and was on my porch. So I've got to replace that already. Yeah, but I, put, I, will. I think I've got one I need to put on still. Uh, I put some on the other day, and I think I was like either short one, and I may have to go get one and put it on. And I need to do something for my mother's house too, because we do not want the frozen pipes. No, been there, uh, done that. Yeah, burst pipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so hopefully we won't get that. Also, uh, as we record this, I just shocked Jay with this news that the rest of the country has stoned for the past two days. I've been Nick Saban is uh, is retiring, and Jay and I both being Ole Miss fans, you know, of course, worried that our coach might be uh, poached by. Alabama. Although I'm, I'm assured by all my Alabama friends that no, that's not going to happen. But uh, hopefully, Lane Kiffin will still be at Ole Miss uh, by the time this is uh, released. I feel like, from what I've seen, that Lane I think is, will be is ready. He's mm-hmm. he's done well enough that he'd like to spend uh-huh. a few more years and kind of build that up uh-huh. so that he will have the opportunity to go to an Alabama, whether it's yeah. the Alabama or not. But even as 
even as fans of Ole Miss and sometimes any team that's playing Alabama, <laughs> hats off to Nick Saban. Absolutely. It, the greatest that ever did it. One of the greatest, if not the greatest that ever did it. I mean, he's just a fantastic, incredible coach. Uh, as much as I hate to admit it, he's probably a pretty decent guy, too. So, uh, anyway, enjoy your retirement. Uh, please don't come back. <laughs> but uh, hats off to you. Hope Focus you on the Mercedes dealerships right. and less on the yeah, beating us. That's right. That's right. That's right. I uh, understand he will still have an office there. So, uh, good luck to whoever does replace him uh, in that regard. Yeah. Not not scoring-wise, but in, 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 in having to deal with uh, Nick being over your shoulder a lot. Uh, what's your geek of the week? Well, I, I'm, I told you earlier, you may have to help me with this look because I'm not And I as, told you I couldn't. You so. couldn't. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll just announce it anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, not too many weeks ago, I saw an announcement that there is another live-action Marvel TV show, I believe. Okay. That's coming. Uh, They've gotten to the point where, I don't know if production has begun, but at least they have a showrunner, the same guy that did The Punisher. Let's see. Uh, Well, I'm on the wrong uh, website now. I was looking at something else earlier, too. But the... um, It's going to be Spider-Man Noir. So Spider-Man Noir is, you know, from what I can tell, is another sort of a separate universe Spider-Man still bitten by the radioactive spider or some sort of venomous spider but and it, and it was Peter Parker but what they're saying about the new series is that it's not that's the guy yeah that you've got pulled up What's yeah Steve name? Lightfoot right so he's going to be the showrunner but they're saying that it's going to be not Peter Parker and everybody that I read comments was like well that's not Spider-Man Noir then yeah. because Spider-Man Noir was a, a Peter Parker yeah, in a universe or whatever yeah, uh-huh. so it'll, it should be interesting I mean I like the Spider-Man I've liked yeah. all the Spider-Man and I have so seen this character before. I think he makes a period, uh, an appearance in um, one of the animated shows, the Spider-Man Across and Beyond the Universe. Mm-hmm. Whatever the un- and I still oh, have yeah. watched um, the second one yet. I believe Nicolas Cage voices him. Voiced him. I think him that's in, right. In, in, yeah. the, in the multi-outer yeah. Spider-Verse or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember what he looked like. Yeah. In the- so did they say who's playing him? It's not Miles Morales. I don't Morales. think they've... Uh, oh, they're just, they're just, they haven't don't want to be given a name yet. Yeah. And it may be that... They think, you know, for the average public, the idea of having Peter Parker as this Spider-Man is mm-hmm. too confusing. I, I think they're, I, I think they're under, uh, underrating the viewer's intelligence. I think we can figure yeah. it out. And the out. character, do you know? I, I, I'm, I'm guessing just being noir, it's a darker story. Yeah, it looks like, but looks like he's dressed almost like uh, uh, the almost, shadow. Almost like Venom in a shadow hat. Kind of, you know, because he's totally black. Yeah, it looks like he's got a trench coat and he's got mm -hmm. a a pistol here. Yeah, I think he did. I did see one little quote that said, you know, why does Spider-Man Noir use a gun? So I don't know what the story is on that, but... um, but it should be interesting. It didn't say timeline or anything, but I believe it's going to be on Amazon. So I guess that would be prime. But so. he still has Spider-Man's powers. I mean, he's still able to do yeah, the as far as wall I can crawling tell. and all that yeah, kind of I stuff. Think so okay, I'm just so. not, not familiar with him at all. Yeah, well, or, like I said, other than seeing him in that. Welcome that to show. my world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not familiar with a lot of them. But yeah, learning here. I'm. This yeah. is educational for me to be. Okay, in. that's good. I yeah. guess for me too now. Educational so I'll podcast. Go, I'll have to go educational. We'll have podcast. to change our category. Right. The more you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll change our category. What, what is our category? I don't know. 
I don't know. What is it? Um, low listener? Please, yeah, please, <laughs> listeners, please call in and, and tell us what our category should be. Yeah, you know. call in our toll-free <laughs> number, whatever that might be. That's the, right. Our, our Instagram and Facebook and email that nobody checks. Useless waste of bandwidth is what we, we might fall into the category of. Uh, my category is sad. Uh, my category. My category. My geek of the week is sad news. Um, uh, January fifth, uh, five days as we go as we record this, Larry Collins passed away, and that name is probably not familiar to a lot of you. Maybe some of you have heard him before. He used to be part of the Collins Kids, and when he was, you know, nine or ten years old, used to be used to perform with his uh, his older sister Lori, Lori Collins. It was Lori and Larry Collins, and. Uh, and they were a rockabilly act. They were on a lot of uh, shows like Grand Ole Opry and stuff. And Larry, even at that age, was an incredible guitarist, just this phenomenal guitarist. And he would dance all around the stage, you know, like this little kid with the crew cut. And uh, he had, he played a double-necked Mose Wright guitar. His uh, mentor and uh, inspiration was Joe Maphis, who also did the same thing. It's a, it's a brand of electric guitar, but it had uh, two necks, two different scales on it. Okay. And uh, I mean, he could he could really play it, and a lot of just high energy rockabilly kind of stuff. They you know he and his sister would harmonize on things, but a lot of times she would sing and he would play. Uh, but uh, but uh, just a really phenomenal thing. And I don't know why how I ended up where I. I saw them. I saw them uh, on a YouTube video a couple of years ago and just started looking Mm -hmm. up everything I could find on these folks. So they're fascinating. And uh, Lori passed away in 2018. Now, she had dated uh, Ricky Nelson uh, uh, from The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet and actually had appeared on the show, played a character... Uh, who was one of one of twins? One twin dated Ricky. The other dated the brother David. Okay, uh, and and Ricky kept trying to. Have she her, played the twins. She, she played, played both. twins. She played both parts. Okay, and was on a few episodes. And and she and Ricky sang together on an episode. And uh, Ricky kept trying to get to make her a, a, a regular of the show, but that, they didn't do that. Uh, they didn't end up together in the long run. But uh, but anyway, uh, they the Collins kids did get together um, sometime in the. Uh, Lori passed away in 2018, so sometime uh, before that, and and performed uh, at some events uh, to get get back together and do that. But he was just a fascinating guy. Even you know you'd see him talking about uh, about that that time period in music, and of course. As a little kid, he got to, got to see all these great performers. And so, what would have, when would he have been on the like the Opry? He what their years? their peak time was um, like mid fifties to mid sixties. Okay, so uh, I think fifty four when he was ten years old was their first time on uh, on one of the shows. I can't remember what show it was. I know they were on um, Tex Ritter's show, uh, Grand Old Opry show, and and several. You know, there were a bunch of these uh, country Porter Wagner right, had right. a show, right? Probably Hee Haw. Uh, yeah, I don't know that they were ever on Hee Haw, but I can't imagine that they weren't. Uh, and by that time, they were broken up because they, they okay. are, are not performing together. But I could see one or the other one probably being mm-hmm. on Hee Haw uh, because they both went on to try to do things uh, in solo careers. But anyway, sorry to hear about his passing. Uh, if, if you get a chance, look up the Collins kids. Uh, it's just really, really fun stuff to see. So educate me on this to your guitar player. The double neck guitar 
Do you, is it two sets of strings? Yeah, it's, just... it's two. It's two necks. So it's I've like, seen them. Yeah, it's like they. It's like they put two guitars on one body. Okay. So you've got everywhere from uh, you know you've got two different fretboards, uh, and then you've got all the way down to a, a bridge on both. So you've you've got two sets of strings, each going to their own uh, different bridge. So okay. you basically got a, a chance to play two different guitars. And what you'll have either, uh, and I can't remember if this is what he had or not. A lot of times you'll have a 12 string at the top or a 12 string is mm-hmm. one and then uh, a six string on the other one sometimes you may have them tuned to different uh, you know keys okay uh, so like if you wanted to play uh, slide on something you may have it t- uh, tuned to an open G or an open E and you're playing slide on that and then you're going to play uh, but uh, a, a lot of times you, you want just something that's going to sound completely different okay and I, so I think uh, uh, so you're not going back and forth necessarily unless no, uh, but, at a rapid rate. <laughs> You're not going no, back you might be, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, Jimmy Page played one in, uh, in Led Zeppelin on some okay. songs, so you'll see him playing some stuff. And then you'll see some stuff. I think there's... I think there's something I can't. I, I want to say it's the uh, uh, Vaughn brothers, Stevie Ray Bra- uh, Vaughn and his brother Jimmy Vaughn, who are playing one, and Stevie Ray's playing it, and Jimmy's reaching over him oh, wow. and playing it. So okay. one of them's playing the the top neck, and one of them's playing the bottom neck. Then they switch. So one of, the other one's playing the top neck and the bottom neck, and then they switch, and one of them's playing uh, the fretboard with uh, on the bottom neck while, oh, gosh. while strumming or uh-huh. picking the the top one and, and vice versa. And it is incredible to Big see. Grief, I yeah. to look that and I'm up. pretty sure that's who that is. I think it's the Vaughn Brothers playing. Okay. That. And uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. But uh, that's fascinating. very heavy guitar. Uh, especially because it's a solid body guitar and just a really, you know, really kind of heavy guitar. But uh, Moe's Wright was um, was a, a brand that uh, is, is probably not as well known now, unless you're a guitar collector or you know somebody kind of a, that's interested in guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, the, Jimmy uh, Joe Mavis, kind of really popularized uh, that guitar, and I think the Ventures may have played Mo's Wright guitars. I think they they had some stuff, and I could be wrong about that, but okay. uh, it seemed like they had uh, their own uh, brand in there. We'll we'll, we'll do a guitar. Uh, episode. episode we need yeah. to yeah uh, I, I'll bring my uh, four mm-hmm. string tenor guitar and play the there you go the, the three chords that I used <laughs> three to know three chords in the truth that's yeah. right <laughs> alright now is it time to unveil the segment that we teased I last so. time I think it's again? time okay it's time. and this segment we're going to call Jay's regrettable segment <laughs> Jay, please tell us what's the going truth on. will. The time will tell whether it is or not. So, I, as we mentioned in the last episode, but I will, I'll go over it again. I found this book, and I found it in Robbie's office. He had a stack of books <laughs> that he didn't want anymore, and I thought this was kind of cool. It's called the League of Regrettable Superheroes. Uh, John Morris is the, I don't know, the author and compiler, I guess, yeah. of this because uh, he's compiled a lot of it. But the idea is that these are a bunch of comic book superheroes that didn't make it very far. Maybe only a few uh, appearances, maybe only a few seasons. Not seasons. <laughs> I'm speaking a little few too episodes, modern. Yeah, a few episodes, that, few, uh, uh, a few issues. A few issues is yeah. the word I'm, I'm looking both for. Both still stuck at TV. Right. So it's some of them have come back. Some of them have been rebooted. Some of them are parallel, I guess, to some. As, as we get farther along in the timeline, you'll you'll see more that we that you recognize. But uh-huh. I just thought it'd be fun to kind of go through. There's about if we did one every week, there'd be about a year's worth of. Okay. 
Okay, that's great. Topics here, so I'm so just that's what you're going to do is, is go through it and, and mention one as of these regrettable superheroes. Yeah, so uh, it starts. But I just I just I just thumbed through the book as, as Jay was talking, uh, and uh, I, I did see some that I recognized. Dollman's in there, who was kind of a precursor, or maybe he was around the same time as the original Golden Age Adam. But you know, he's kind of a. I think he's a. I think that's his powers. He's a small guy. I could be wrong about that, that but I do seem to remember Dollman being that. Also, when you originally talked about this, I thought most of these were going to be what is that? Peacemaker is in here. Okay, and he's got his so, own show now. Yeah. So yeah, so, some yeah. of them have been rebooted. So this and how old is this book? Uh, let's see, copyright. Uh, 2015. So okay, it's, it's yeah. So this was kind of before Peacemaker was resurrected right. by the Suicide Squad movie, and now his own series, uh, played by John Cena. But uh, uh, some of these is that right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, you look at me like that's not played by John Cena. Oh, it's the Rock. Just listening intently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. Uh, like I said, some of these I've heard of. And then when you originally talked about it, I thought surely these were some that were probably, you know, at the latest, you know, the, the 40s or, or 50s maybe at the mm-hmm. latest. But heroes, you know, superheroes that we had long since forgotten. Mm-hmm. But some of these are, you know, like. Yeah, the uh, book is divided into three ages. Late three, 20th century, surely. Mm-hmm. And maybe if not, maybe into the 21st. But I think probably, probably mostly late 20th century. Yeah, because like one of them in th- towards the end is this, the super sons of Batman and Yeah, Superman. see, I remember and, that. Actually, that's in the 70s. I remember really enjoying those yeah yeah i think there'll be some towards the end especially that we will recognize yeah but okay some of the because like the that's the modern age 1970 to present and then you got the golden age and the silver age i think so the the, the golden age is just the most i think the most fast i've, I've only read through yeah. the golden age so far uh-huh. i'm getting ready to start the silver age but, okay well but we're, the golden we're, age is fascinating we've whetted our listeners appetite enough please Let's proceed so. with the first of the regrettable superheroes the first one is his name is uh, or his identity is whatever seven one one or seven eleven seven one one okay seven eleven so the guy's name seven eleven probably seven eleven the um, the actual person's name is Daniel Dice D Y C E he's an attorney now and, are these superheroes or supermarkets super- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, superheroes. Um, this guy has an interesting backstory. He was an attorney and um, didn't make a good attorney decision. He had a good friend who was about to go to prison for life, uh-huh. whose wife was about to have a baby. So the attorney decided, uh, Daniel decided that he would confess to the crimes of this oh guy my gosh. so that he could go, so that his friend could go and be with his wife. And then he was, the plan was he would come back, confess to the crimes, get Daniel out of prison, and he would go to yeah. prison. So it was all worked out, you uh-huh. know, just like it's supposed to be. And as as the author said, it was like the typical sounds like a good sitcom script. Yeah, because the guy dies on the way to the hospital, oh. and uh, nobody is there to proclaim the innocence of of the attorney. So he's in prison, but somehow. So is his prison number seven? His prison number is seven eleven. Okay. So that's where that's where he goes by. Little Miz kind of exactly. Yeah, <laughs> two four six one. That's a pretty good. <laughs> we can harmonize there. Um, so yeah, so he the thing is though he's in prison. Somehow he figures a way to tunnel out of prison. So he tunnels out of prison uh-huh. at night. Yeah, fights crime. <laughs> 
and then goes and then back. comes back to prison <laughs> by morning and oh resumes gosh. the sentence. And so, the, so the idea is that he he gets prison gossip and kind of finds oh, things out. Hey, that's not too while bad. he's there, and then goes out and fights the crime at night, and then comes back. That's not too. And bad. And it's just ra- random. He's not a, doesn't have any superpowers yeah. or anything like that. It came out in 1941. Police Comics number one. Um, it didn't say how long he lasted, but yeah. one of his um, one of his villains was called Brick Bat. It's, Brick it was Bat. a lime green uh-huh. costume who threw bricks full of poisonous gas at people. Okay. Uh, the other one was a guy that said he uh, ca- talked to him about himself in the third person, Oscar Jones Racketeer. Yeah. So spoiler alert: the career of Seven Eleven ends when uh, Oscar Jones Racketeer shoots him, and that's it. Oh, really? Yeah, so so it's, it's actually got a finish to the it series. It has a finish, yeah. And the uh, apparent the eyewitness to the the killing um, takes over like he's in the next issue or something. So he's yeah. no more Seven Eleven. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very definitive finish. Um, I like that. So I think we should, at the end of these, I think we should vote regrettable or not regrettable. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking that's not regrettable. It's that's not. That's a great no. story. I think it's a good story. And I mean, and, I, think, I think you could make a, a limited series of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might want to give him a power. Maybe he has a power where he can, you know, phase through walls and that's how he escapes mm-hmm. versus going through a tunnel. But you don't necessarily have to do that. But the idea that he's going back and finding about crimes, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, not, yeah. A, it's not a bad story. Yeah, I now, like that. Now, it, I don't know why it didn't hold water and, you know, 1941. Well, probably um, because you know uh, you've you've got the, you've got Superman, Batman really hitting it big then. So if you have a hero, but you had you had other types of of before that you had other types of detectives like Slam Bradley and, and different types of uh, uh, heroes. But the caped heroes were really coming in. Mm-hmm. So somebody that didn't have a power or you know didn't even of course Batman didn't, didn't have hold superpowers. Up against it, yeah. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Also and, also you, you you have the the war that started. You know. And you'll after see that. that you're going to see that over and over as we go through yeah. these. A lot uh-huh. of them fight Nazis and yeah. and, and are war right, related. Right. Pat uh-huh. Parker, war nurse, is one yeah. of Uh But like Captain America, Mm -hmm. uh, Uncle Sam for D.C. or uh, national periodicals at that point, uh, patriotic heroes also kind of had an upsurge during that point, too. Yeah, and there's a lot of that in here. And the other little tidbit I thought was interesting, you may know this name, uh, George Brenner was a creator, said he also created The Clock, who was the first masked hero in comics. So he has a a good pedigree as far as his creation is concerned. But yeah, he's pretty much just a... One. That's kind of a you know kind of a Batman without gadgets I guess you know yeah. no really superpower yeah. but but I really and I think he would probably stealth. play today better than then because you know you you want a, a kind of real more of a realistic hero we're we're still watching Jack Reacher we've got one more episode of that okay. after which will come out next week and you know that although he is you know basically really more powerful than sometimes it seems like they're stretching it something uh-huh, right you know just like John Wick or Equalizer 3 which we watched recently too it's like could these people really survive you know uh-huh. shovel to the face that often or something probably not yeah but uh, 
but there it's kind of grounded in reality more so than superhero mm-hmm. uh, things are. And so I think people might like that, you know, like that having it, somebody that's sneaking out of prison somehow, then coming back. And I'm sure there are all kinds of things where is he going to make it back before they discover he's mm-hmm. gone? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, that'd be, be kind of neat. Or the other is, is some other inmate going to find out you know, right. what he's doing, and does he have to deal with somebody in prison? Right, and that's what that's another thing they said was that a lot of times he would uh, the people that he would put in prison or catch or whatever at night would end up in prison with him later. Okay. That's pretty good. But didn't, but didn't know but it was didn't him. didn't know that was him. Didn't yeah. know it was him. Right, That's really, I, I like it. I, like I said, not yeah. regrettable. I'm going to say not regrettable. Okay. Okay. Two thumbs seven, up on the 11, not seven one one. maybe if it's his prison number, who knows? Yeah. Whichever well, fits the song better. Seven eleven. The musical yeah. version of it, what we're looking for. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, on that note, though, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and decide, look at another superhero and decide if the latest movie, or so far the only movie featuring the superhero, is regrettable or not. Right after the break. And we're back, and uh, I'm still thinking about the 711. I really like that concept or whatever. I want to. I want to see a limited series on that. Well, trust me, there the re- there, there, are there are more that will okay. not uh, get the we'll, same. We'll look uh, forward to more of that segment. <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, a hero that just got a movie recently, and I don't think it did very well at the box office. I seem to remember it, it having a pretty good start and then fizzled out very quickly by the second uh, weekend. Is uh, DC's Blue Beetle? Uh, I don't know where this falls in. In the the DCU James Gunn DC you know universe or whatever they're going I don't think he's necessarily out I don't think that I think that um, he's probably distanced enough from from some of the other stuff where they could continue to keep this mm-hmm. this hero but uh, that's what I've read yeah. that Gunn wants to he hasn't ruled uh-huh. out another appearance but probably not another movie okay but but and, he might show up again all right so it's the Blue Beetle and this is the third incarnation of the Blue Beetle. We've had, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting now who all we've had. Ted Cord was one of them, and his he, mm. he, that name. He's in this the movie. Name yeah, features the features in this the name one, is anyway. and uh, and I, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. And then this is Hamey. Uh, Jaime. Jaime, I'm sorry. Um, Reyes? Reyes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jaime Reyes. All right. And um, uh, the the Blue Beetle character uh, seems to be kind of amalgam of, uh, of of several different characters. Yes. I mean, uh, there's certainly a Spider-Man kind of influence with the, you know, the beetle and the bug and everything. There's uh, an Iron Man because he's wearing a, a, a suit, an armored suit that basically gives him his powers. And there's also a Green Lantern element because... Uh, in the original, uh, he the scarab chooses him, and he you know this is, there's a, a scarab that attaches a scarab which is a beetle um, attaches to his back, right. and and would uh, uh, you know b- become the blue beetle, help him you know turn mm-hmm. into the blue beetle uh, armor. In this one, this is some uh, some technology that he uh, some uh, weapons technology that he ends up with uh, from Cord Industries. Is that right? Well, I think it's, a, it's an amalgamation, but the the scarab is mm-hmm. still alien tech, mm-hmm. from what I gathered. It it, it it wasn't created by Cord Industries, yeah. but Cord Industries has a similar. It's the OMAC, and I can't remember what O M A C stands for. One Man Army Corps, right? Which is another hero, Jack Kirby created hero that looked nothing like oh. at all like it was. Yeah, okay. It was, it was kind of a super soldier thing, uh, One Man Army Corps. Right. Was. So in this movie, they want to take. They basically have it so that mm-hmm. the OMAC is very much like the scarab. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still got something on his back, and he and it transforms him a little bit. Yeah. But but the scarab tech 
is infused later, spoilers, uh-huh. of course, uh, is infused into the OMAC tech at some point in the movie, yeah. and it's supposed to complete it. And there's, there's uh, in uh, for the Blue Beetle costume, there's it, there's a sentient almost presence mm-hmm. to the to the scarab or the Blue Beetle call technology. It symbiotic. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And he has to sometimes kind of convince that, um, that sentient thing right. not to kill, you know, to do what he wants, but at the same time, it also helps him fight. It gives him some some skills that, oh, which 100%. is very similar to what we saw in, uh, and I can't remember which movie is now when Spider Man had the uh, the suit from Tony Stark that had different levels and would would augment what his powers were and his fighting okay. skills were. And I can't remember which one that was, but anyway, yeah, it's I one mean, when he got I remember the, the suit. But. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but how did you like the movie? What did you think? Well, I got to tell you, uh, when I first started it, I had this sense of this is about to be a big budget opportunity missed. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I set myself up with those expectations, but yeah. that it sort of met that expectation. Yeah. Um, you could tell it was big budget. I mean, I think I, I, think I read that it was $120 million. You were yeah. talking about the box office. Uh-huh. I think eventually they did make – that much or more. Right. They uh-huh. didn't do great, but um, mm-hmm. they were expecting more of a flop than it actually was. Okay, so they were expecting it did a little better. Than yeah, it was kind of okay. like they thought it would be a flop, but after the I whole I think it must have lasted thing, a little longer than they thought, you know, because it had a big drop off the first weekend, but it may have continued to do okay well enough, mm-hmm. you know, for a longer term. So that's yeah. good. And then when it came to Max, apparently mm-hmm. it was the number one streaming movie. Oh, really? At, okay. At, um, you know, and in the beginning, even came close to Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I think that's probably, we've talked about this before, I think that's becoming more and more of a problem. And I would think in a lot of ways for the the lesser known superhero movies. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 if you've got something, you know, that might you know feature a Thor or something, you might go to the theaters and see it. Uh, but if you're not sure about it, you'll say, well, right. I'll just wait till it comes on one of mm-hmm. these streaming services I'm already paying for yeah. and just wait and watch it. I don't, I don't have to. Pretty much, you're not too worried about the story being spoiled, you know, especially with an origin story like this, because it's basically right. going to be the same thing. Uh-huh. You're going to get some tech. You're going to get some responsibility. You're going to lose somebody. Mm. And then you're going to decide that you're going to be a hero for the rest of your life. Spoiler alert, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were so many other elements, uh-huh. too, that, um, like you mentioned, in the Spider-Man parallel, there's an Uncle Ben parallel, almost. I mean, very close, um, where he loses his dad, and you know, his dad's kind of the hero of the family, and. Um, I, the dad was one of my favorite characters, actually. Yeah, um, I thought so too. I mean, I thought uh, I, I really, and this is something that I think they an opportunity they missed is they set it up to be much, uh, very much a family movie, mm-hmm. and the family dynamic is great in there. And then being DC, it went a little too dark for family to me. And, mm. I mean, just I mean, not way overboard. Like a weird mix. Almost. Yeah, it, it was just it to me. I told, um, uh, in fact, when I described this to Robbie, I said it seemed very much like a Power Rangers. Movie, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got this young, I can't remember if he's supposed to be, t- I think he was just college age, right? He's about to, Jaime, try, yeah. He just graduated, he graduated from college. Yeah. yeah. That's he's college. Are you okay? Yeah, so he just, he just graduated from college yeah, and was looking for a job. And was yeah. considering law school until he got home and found out the yeah. family was about to lose yeah. the house to court industries. Right. And, uh, 
And so, you know, Power Rangers are, are high school kids or whatever, but it, it felt like that, especially the, the uniform, you know, the, the, the costume or whatever and everything. And Power Rangers, I mean, that's, I don't, that's not a neck, that's not a knock mm-hmm. against that, but it's just, it kind of had that feeling to me. And then somehow when they went, I guess maybe they were, it, it got a little too, like I said, it got a little too dark for me to be considered a family-friendly type movie. Others may disagree. I may be, you know, a little... Well, it had some language. had some um, language. And then some of the violence got a little... It seems like it got a little brutal, you know? Yeah, and Melissa, she, she made it for maybe 30 minutes of the first... <laughs> before she crap, uh, crashed out on me. But um, she looked at the way the beetle embedded itself in the spine kind of the picture she was like that's gross yeah yeah it was kind of yeah kind of gross because I was expecting it just to kind of be from what the previews I'd seen just to kind of be locked Sitting onto on his yeah, uh-huh. neck and yeah. then that was you know but it was, it was, it was very much like flesh was coming around and the way and they described yeah. it entering him was a bit more graphic than I cared <laughs> to know as well now it had a couple big names in it I mean uh, Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. plays the villain and uh, and I read something about I, I wondered why she chose this. Was this what, a cash yeah. grab? Was this her opportunity to be in a superhero flick? What was the deal? And apparently, she was really interested in the uh, in the uh, director. Okay. She thought the director had a lot going for him, and, and and liked the the nuances of the story and that sort of thing. But to me, it was like. <sighs> A wasted opportunity. She would. She was not a bad person for that character. I think. Uh-huh. But I think they just under underplayed her. I think they. Could yeah. Have. And then George Lopez is in there, and uh, he's he pretty much playing, did what I expected. Yeah, played the hippie stoner uh, uncle, uh-huh. and you know. <laughs> Nothing, you know, nothing good. Nothing. I mean, nothing uh-huh. particularly good. Nothing particularly bad. He was. He was fun. He was obviously the comic relief a lot of times. And kind of the the underhero. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. I always, always like always like George Lopez. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but uh, so he. I, I really thought he was going to be the one that uh, ended up being, uh, you know, more of the mentor of it. And he was. He was. He wasn't the dad. The dad was the one that I think was the you know the one that was like you said kind the, of uncle the heart ben, the uncle Ben care. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there were some moments when I thought this was kind of like the Miss Marvel family. Uh huh. Yeah. In, that's in a, a way, very good. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. But I don't think they did as good a job with the family yeah. dynamic. I mean, you as, really. As I mean, I, I liked this family too. Yeah. But I really bought the dynamic and them as a family in Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. especially in the movie The Marvels. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah I, most definitely. Yeah. I think so. I think that's a good point. I think that, I, and I think that there's, you know, I know there's a lot of hate on on Miss Marvel. It seems like I don't understand it, but. Um, but Miss Mar- this this was an opportunity for Blue Beetle to kind of capture that same audience because Miss Marvel is definitely aimed at um, you know a younger demographic mm-hmm. and, and have more fun with it and they seem to be going that direction sometimes and then they seem to be going you know so that to me it seemed like they didn't really quite know mm-hmm. where they were headed you know direction wise yeah I, I don't know the fight scenes just seemed a bit too I don't the word that comes to mind is contrived but it just there wasn't anything unique about it really uh, I don't know everything that happened I kind of expected to happen yeah from the from the yeah. fight with uh, Sanchez or whatever yeah Sanchez was the other guy. There were no real surprises in it at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, at this point, you know, 
for a lot of movies, there <laughs> a lot of these superhero movies, there just aren't surprises anymore. I think that's why people are not probably going to the theater and seeing them yeah. in the numbers they used to. And I guess with a superhero movie, there's not always going to be a surprise because if they're following the comics, if you if you know the comics, which I don't, but uh-huh. as well as y'all do, but you might already know what's going to happen. But it's it's how they tell the story, and I'm just not sure they told the story as well as they could have. And the, the what you might call it, the clip at the end, the credit scene, after credit scene, definitely led you to think, okay, there's another movie potentially coming, yeah. but now they're See, saying there's not. So yeah. what's going to happen? And I, can't Cordes, the, I, I can't remember the second... What the what the end credit scene was? What was there? I only I only saw a mid credit scene. Mid credit scene. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So they they go back into the uh, the Blue Beetle Cave. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, uh-huh. another yeah. parallel. Yes. Um, and of course, you also had the Watchmen parallel with the the Bug uh, Mobile. Well, thing. the Watchmen is I mean it's inspired by that character. Was it? Okay. Char- the Blue Beetle was a was a Charlton character, and originally uh, Alan Moore wanted to use. Use those Watchmen characters. So the, the okay. owl, uh-huh. Night Owl, rather, uh-huh. is is Blue Beetle. In fact, oh. I'm looking at the Blue Beetle thing because I want to remember who the the first B- Blue Beetle was. Dan Garrett, this in the comics. The second one was Ted Cord, and Ted Cord is the one that was in Charlton Comics. Now DC bought Charlton Comics, and they okay. have the rights to all those things now. Uh, but when when they did, Alan Moore couldn't use those characters, could not use those characters. Even though it was a DC, um, Watchmen was a DC book, he couldn't use those characters because they wanted to do other things with those characters. Okay. So uh, if you remember in the Watchmen, there are two night owls. There's an original night owl mm-hmm. who kind of had a almost a Robin costume, Robin okay. Hood kind of costume. And uh, then you've got uh, the, the second guy whose name was Dan. And... Um, uh, who is more like a Batman? Seem more like a Batman inspiration uh-huh. to me. Right. But the the Blue Beetle, the vehicle that uh-huh. they drove in yeah. the movie is very much like the the Owlmobile or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember what is that, that the name of the thing was from the Watchmen. But yeah, the, uh, but the yeah. So that that the um, well, I think where we were headed before I diverted was the the in, the mid credit scene was. Oh when, yeah, yeah. We need our own mid credit scene right. to wrap this up and go. Here's what we really meant to say. So yeah, the it goes into the the lair and uh-huh. the computer starts crackling and it's Ted Cord saying, I don't know who turned my computer on, but whoever you are, please get a message to my daughter. I'm alive. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I mean that, and the well, daughter, by the way, that? who knows Ted Cord's daughter is the love interest. Do we mention uh-huh. that at all? No, no. Okay. Yet. So and yeah. she's one of the main characters. Yeah. And, yeah. and she does a decent job. Yeah. She got, I didn't really, everything, everything was, I don't think anything was, was bad about the movie. Mm. I just think, like you said, there wasn't anything particularly new about it, mm. and there were times to me that they didn't feel like they knew exactly what what kind of movie they were making. Is it going to be a family friendly? You know, anybody? You know, PG, and it was PG thirteen, I guess. Yeah. But um, uh, you know. To me, it's not something I would take young kids to see. No. And I think at some point they need to start making some movies that are for young kids to build the audience. Because, I mean, you hmm. know, we're talking about, you That's know, good how, point. how many more. 
years have Marvel movies been made? I mean, they've got to continue to grow the audience, so they've got to have right. some movies to bring in younger kids. Um, I guess you know, maybe maybe that's the prude parent in me talking, but you know, probably <laughs> the younger kids are going to see it and draw. Or, you uh, know, well, the ones that go and see it, but my kids would roll my eyes when I would <laughs> yes, say yes. stuff like right. that. So. Uh, let's not do this. But uh, they wouldn't roll my eyes; they would roll their eyes at me. Sorry, <laughs> they would roll your eyes. Roll yeah. my eyes. God. That's kind of graphic, right there. Yeah, that's right. PG. That's actually R-rated. I think if we get in terms of violence, you know, they were rolling in this father's eyes. Anyway, uh, but I don't regret watching it. No, I, think I was, was going to say, I, I was going to say, I'd watch it. You know, I mean, I. Okay, so I was talking to a, a friend of mine, and also a listener, uh, yesterday about the movie, and he'd watched it, and oh, had he? I can't remember what had. I think I was telling him. Uh, it was not nearly as bad as the Shazam movie, the second Shazam movie. Yeah, something I read awful. basically said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of right there with Green Lantern in terms of you know watchability, which I know people hate Green Lantern, but mainly because of the animated suit. But that's not as bad a movie as it gets the rap for. Mm. Um, it's uh, and people are also divided on the Flash. I really liked the the latest Flash. Yeah, movie. I did too. And, there was uh, some kind of- and but again, those are movies I'd watch, but not, you know. Not not necessarily go. Oh, this is this is a really good movie. You know? And it calls to mind. It called to my mind if if they let this out, and it's not bad, but it's not great. How could Batgirl have been How so bad? How bad could it be? Yeah, and I started reading be? about that, If they too. let Shazam 2 out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. Have you seen that? Yeah. Well, yeah. The Fury of the Gods, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. And that had big names in it. Exactly. You know, you had Ellen Mirren and Lucy Liu in it. You know, I mean, that should have been a good movie. The first one was good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Batgirl, what what was going on? That had to be just a tax. Yeah, right and off. the girl that, that played, I forget her name, but I mean, I can see her face, but the one that was playing Batgirl uh-huh. said that she had seen a cut, and she thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, she's biased a little bit but mm-hmm. you know and I don't know it's maybe one day they'll but you know sometimes actors will say no I'm glad it's not didn't come out uh-huh. you know because they can realize okay well this this might have been damaging to my but career but Brenda Fraser and her I mean there was there was a lot going for this yeah so but anyway that's another episode yeah. but I, I really wondered you know this wasn't top-notch fair. Uh-huh. So how bad must yeah. people have thought it was? Like I said, I don't regret watching it. It's not a regrettable movie to no, me. And, no. uh, and I, you know, maybe one I would put on just to kind of have in the background and watch and kind of to, to reappraise maybe. I don't know that I'd, I have not as yet said, hey, you need to watch Blue Beetle yet. <laughs> so I don't know that I'd recommend it to anybody to mm-hmm. watch, but it's certainly, if you find yourself with nothing else and want to watch a, a superhero movie, it's not the worst one you And I wouldn't do. mind seeing him reappear. Not as bad as Eternals. No. Uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't would, think that I would, was awful either. But. Yeah, I, I would like to see I would like to see the character reappear. <laughs> I think they might uh, just, uh, Justice League, the uh, DC, the new DC universe might do well to have some something where you might have some heroes cross over into other movies, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like Marvel has done, and uh, and not just cameos, but actually have them, you know, play like a, a small supporting part in something. Yeah, and I do like the fact, and a lot of to do was uh, was made of this in the beginning. It, it is a Latin superhero. Yes. You don't you don't uh-huh. have a lot of that. So right. so I think that is great, and, uh-huh. uh, and it showed them. You know, they were talking about they they made a big deal out of their, uh-huh. them being a Mexican family. Yes, and, uh-huh. you know, there's a lot of social and that's true to the modern stuff. version of the comic okay this is one that is is, is not has not been uh, changed for the movie which I know okay. a lot of people don't like but no uh, this 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 character has been around for a while 
In okay. fact, if you watch any of the Batman Brave and Bold animated series, he's the Blue Beetle that is 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 in there with uh, with Batman. And those are fun. Those are really really good. Okay. And uh, and he's again he the very much of a Peter Parker, uh, you know, teenager. You know, uh, those kind of problems vibe to it. But uh, you know, that's okay. But like I said, that's so. I think that's I think that's a that's a great thing that uh, that uh, they brought this this character to life that way. Uh, and and also are still making uh, making uh, acknowledgments to the past ones too. So I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But just like I said, I think we both agree. What did you say your first impression was? Big budget movie that could have been it was missed potential. Missed opportunity. I think that's yeah. I think that's exactly what we need to say about this missed potential. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, remember, we'll be back uh, next time with uh, another regrettable superhero. Uh, Jay's regrettable segment. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. I, I kind of want to look ahead. Now. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, everybody take care, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time.